The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody! John Hopkins baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here and kept in place by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The Boilers got a look up, baby. The look it up. Carson Edwards. Oh, oh my good hammer time. Bring it down. The big, bad Burley Boilers take the lead by four. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh, he's done it again. It is Monday, March 15th, 2021, and you're to yet another episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host Evan Webb, our other co-host Andrew Eiler, couldn't join us tonight, so it's just the two-man power trip again, but uh, yes, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Uh, how are you tonight, Webby? It's been a weird day, man. <laughs> it's been a weird day. Just like, I mean, not just in the sports world, just like, I mean, I felt it yesterday too. I don't know if it was just a time change or what. And today oh, you had, I hate like, the time change. Had a time change. You got the cold weather today in Indiana, which was weird. And I had ice on my car at one point today, which yep. I did not think I would see again for another <laughs> nine months, hopefully. And, but, uh, but we've got a bracket. So that made it feel a little bit better. That's a great <laughs> point. It is weird. I mean, like you said, I was home at lunch today and, Heard a noise. I'm like, what is that noise? It looked out, it's freezing rain against the window. I'm like, oh, great. So I think the temperature is supposed to go up a little tomorrow. So hopefully (laughs) that's the last we got to deal with that. But like you said, we got a bracket. I don't know about you, but even looking at a blank bracket that's not filled out is just something so satisfying about it this year. Yeah, it was. uh, I didn't really, wasn't thinking a whole lot about the fact we didn't have one last year. I don't know if it's because I just thought last year was kind of a lost cause. We were we weren't going to be in the tournament most likely, and, um, but like watching the selection show, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like it's, it's back, and it just felt really good. And I was way more amped than I thought I was going to be. I thought, um, I mean, obviously we we knew we were safely in the tournament. Um, it was one of those things where 
just releasing it. And then when we got our seed, I was, you know, usually I'm pretty, you know, no matter what, you know, draw we get, I'm always nervous. I feel like there's always, you know, even for the high, you know, the better seeds, there's always some, you know, some underdog is going to knock us off. I'm always too worried, but it was different this year. As soon as it was announced, I was like, let's go, like, let's just go win. Well, it's because really, I think, I think we can both agree. We've already exceeded our expectations for the year. (laughs) So, I mean, um, I, and I, I'm still staying, even though I, lo- I love our draw, and we'll get yep. into that, I'm still not letting myself get too far ahead of myself, win one game, and everything else is gravy. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, I know we've talked about it a little bit, just how expectations have changed so much this year, and just, like, all of a sudden, you went from, let's just make the tournament, and, like, I don't care for a tendency, to, I think I could see ourselves getting, you know, fluky, let's get to the Elite Eight, like, let's get back to the Elite Eight, it's just, it's so weird, it's so yep. much fun, and... It's going to suck if it comes crashing down on the first day, but who cares? Yeah, the future's still bright no matter what, so that that's good. Um, it's got to be a different tournament than anything we've ever experienced with that's it. That's true. All yeah. taking place in Indiana, majority of it in Indianapolis, besides a few games in Bloomington and West Lafayette, but uh, limited, very small crowds. But mm-hmm. still, as we saw in the Big Ten tournament and the other conference tournaments, little crowd beats nothing. Yeah, and it was I, I was really surprised at how – much you could hear the crowd. I mean, who's that mics or whatever, but I mean, it definitely felt uh, normal. I mean, obviously more normal than it has been, um, but just, you know, and you can tell the players felt it too, because you definitely tell they were, they were getting more amped up uh, if they were going on a run or whatever it may be. And it was fun. Yeah. I mean, only 8,000 were in there for the big 10 tournament, Lucas oil, but with it being such a big arena, that sounds going to carry an echo. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like there was a bunch in there, which it'll be interesting to see how it sounds in some of the other buildings that are the venues for the tournament. But uh, mm-hmm. the Boilermakers will be playing in Lucas Oil. That'll be Friday night at 7.45 on TNT against North Texas, the Mean Green. We will get into that matchup and, and the draw and everything in a little bit. But let's go back to the Big Ten tournament on Friday. Purdue ended up playing Ohio State, who had defeated, uh, narrowly defeated, I should mm-hmm. add, Minnesota the night before. They got up real big. Minnesota came storming back and um, – just barely got defeated there, so we got Ohio State. What an ugly first half! <laughs> yeah, that was the. I unfortunately missed a lot of the second half, so I guess all all the the crap. But it was, yeah, just ugly. I mean, it was. It, I mean, obviously, it reminded a lot of the Michigan State half, and just in terms of how ugly it was, it reminded me a little bit. Oh, what other game was there? We just had an awful first half. Now I'm drawing a blank. I feel like there's one more game that we had. Was it um, Valparaiso? I thought it was another Big Ten game. I could, okay. or, or I guess no. It was. It's the Miami second half. That's what it was oh, like. Yeah. Just like nothing going our way. You know, of course, freaking Kyle Young, who's hit like nine threes all year, hits three in a row to start the game, and yeah, it just was not. Definitely got ourselves into quite the hole, and not against a team like uh, Michigan State, who was struggling at the time. It was against a very, very good Ohio State team, who definitely wanted to beat us badly. Well, yeah, you know, Ohio State was out for some revenge, but I will say Ohio State was coming into the Big Ten tournament um, coming off four consecutive losses. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of bad-mouthing them the last two weeks, <laughs> and they proved me wrong during the Big Ten yeah. tournament. They showed me that they're tough as nails, even without a, a good player for them like Kyle Young, who ended up getting hurt against us with a concussion. And mm-hmm. who knows if he stays in the game and is able to play a majority of the second half. I don't know if we get as close as we did. Right. Um, we'll never know. But uh, yeah, the guys kept fighting. I'll give them that down 18 and a half. I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to get our doors blown off for really mm-hmm. the first time all year. I mean, Michigan, mm-hmm. you can make an argument that that was a blowout. But 
I kind of call it an outlier with without playing with, with playing without Sasha for the first time and only two days preparation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the guys fought back and forced overtime, and I felt great going into overtime. Mm-hmm. And we just got cold, and they made shots. Um, mm-hmm. Really, did you get to see overtime? Um, I was listening to it. Okay. I was listening to it. I thought the play that changed in overtime was Travion stripped uh, one of their guys at half court, come down, try to do that Euro step, mm-hmm. and missed a shot um, when he could have probably done a jump stop or even passed the ball. Yeah. I thought that was a killer because then Ohio State comes down, does their own Euro step, scores, and kind of all the momentum just went on that their side. And then you had that liddell running like a fullback into sasha and that uh, was apparently called a flop by sean morris yeah got towns <laughs> open he hits that three to get him a four and then he yeah comes back a little later and banks in a shot i mean that's a guy who averages four points a game right at 12 so just yeah, yeah it wasn't, I, wasn't meant to be yeah rob blackman uh when i'm not travion play he he said that was crucial you know travion could have probably just tried to maybe try and go around him or do or just go at it and Try to get a little fancy, which we, we did that a couple times. Um, I think, I don't know if it was the first half or the second half. We tried like a half court lob essentially and it got picked. I think it was almost like a pick six. Like they came down and then they got a bucket out of it. So it was kind of like a four point, maybe even a five point swing. Just little things like that. And it was, uh, I think it was even done. I think Hunter threw the pass too. And it was just like, what are we doing? This is not like, and especially in a close game. It's one thing if it was, you know, we're up 10, 12 points, but it was, Probably we were already losing at the time, or on our way back. But it was just like, come on, let's make the smart, let's make the smart play. And especially coming from, you know, a junior, our junior sort of. And that was, that was that was definitely the most probably frustrating part was the fact that, you know, you had someone, you know, Hunter had four points, was one of five from the field, and Sasha zero of four from the field. I mean, Ohio State, you know, kudos to their them and their defense, but I mean, he was zero for four from three and played thirty three minutes in Discord, single point, got three fouls, a couple turnovers. You know, had had three assists and a steal, but yeah, it, it was yeah, it was definitely frustrating. Yeah, um, the juniors just they haven't played great together as a unit mm-hmm. too often, like a complete game. But hopefully, that's coming Friday. Um, yeah, we hope. But uh, yeah, Travion got hot in the second half. He struggled in the first half, but he got going in the second half, and High State didn't have an answer for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played well. I thought Ivy played well, at least out of the gate. It kind of seemed like Ivy, I mean, especially he was hitting three-pointers. He was on fire. Mm-hmm. Kind of got to that, like, 15-point plateau, and then we didn't see much. Or He was out there but didn't do a whole lot. And right. then Edie, Edie contributed, too. Those are the three that they're produced best three scoring options. And, and, and what worries me is we haven't really had anybody else step up as of late. Right. Got we a comment here. Sorry, go ahead. I got a comment here from Ray, one of our avid uh, viewers on Facebook. Uh, he says they were also over. They also overplayed on defense in the first half, which burned us multiple times. Second half was much better. Agreed. Yeah, that's a theme. I think we've seen a lot this year. Is just, and I think even I'm not sure if it was the turnovers, the defense that Painter called a little bit alarming for at this stage in the year. I can't remember what he, what he said, but yeah, I mean that was definitely seemed like a, a theme for the year was over helping on defense and leaving it, you know, a player wide open for three. Um, I mean, it was, you know, we make the joke that, you know, it's always some random player who's never, who can't hit threes hits it. But it's like, if you leave a division one college player open for three, I mean, they're on this, they're on scholarship for a reason. So it's not like it's one of us out there shooting. Here's a fact that's kind of alarming. We allow the opposition to shoot more three pointers than anybody in the NCAA tournament field. 
It's a good thing we're playing North Texas, who just loves to chuck it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what I was reading. Somebody uh, who had us going to Sweet 16 said Purdue's um, doing ends going to end up being when a team gets hot or gets some friendly rolls. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, probably. A la Little Rock. Oh, still, still hurts. Yeah. Still hurts. Um, but yeah, so the Boilers came up on the on the on the short end, uh, nine point loss in overtime against Ohio State. But I thought they fighting clawed, and I was glad they forced overtime. But would have loved to get that CBS Saturday matchup against Michigan. That would have been a lot of fun, especially but, a Michigan that was down a key player. Like, yeah, just like, just like with us when they played us. Yep, they were without livers, and, and they're still a very good team. I, I, is he out indefinitely, or what's the? They said indefinitely, but I have no idea what that means. So. That's interesting. Um, yeah, they're they're one. I'm a little hesitant to put too far in my bracket right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can go really either way. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, were you happy to see? I mean, I mean, it could be a dumb question, but I, I was kind of torn. Like, do I do I want Ohio State to win it all, win the Big Ten tournament? In terms of like the fact that we like, hey, we lost to the champ, but it's like, man, we almost beat them. Like that could have been us. You know, getting to it like we'll I didn't want Illinois to win. <laughs> yeah, for personal reasons. Yeah, no, I feel you. No, they're 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 a really good team. I I think they got the best chance to win it all out of the Big Ten, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but uh, Ohio State, like I said, they proved something to me. I mean, they they played a lot of basketball mm-hmm. over the last week, and I kind of agree with what Brian Newbert says. I mean. Screw getting this double buy from now on. I mean, of yeah. course, that means you did really well in Big Ten, but right. we get the double buy every year, and we hardly ever make the to Saturday. Yeah, because I mean, it's like you, you <laughs> could argue, you know, especially especially in a league that was this deep this year. You know, Ohio State was the fifth place team in the conference, mostly just because of the tiebreaker with us. But you know, essentially, they were fourth place team. Um, and you know, you're playing a Minnesota team that, granted, yes, I mean, the game got tight, but I mean, you're playing a you know a lesser opponent in almost like a warm-up game for when you get to play, you know, one of the top dogs of the conference. And so I can definitely see where getting that one game, you know, can definitely help you against a, a team that's been sitting for a couple of days. Yeah. But the big 10 tournament was good overall. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, it was phenomenal. of course we were expecting that. I mean, it was mm-hmm. such a good conference season and the big Ten got nine teams in the, in the tournament, including our Boilermakers, who are a four seed, like we mentioned earlier, going to be playing 13 seed North Texas Mean Green Friday night, 745. Lucas Oil in TNT. I like the Lucas Oil draw mm-hmm. uh, the more I think about it because we already played their one game, so we're kind of mm-hmm. used to the shooting backgrounds. Hopefully we can hit our free throws better in our layups. Yeah. Um, those were two things that hurt pretty really bad. Really, the free throws are kind of yep. what with the difference in the game. But like we said, we should have a good amount of Purdue fans there. It should sound loud at least. Mm-hmm. And then if we win that game, we'll play the winner of Villanova and Winthrop. And that will, I believe, be played either at Banker's Life or Hinkle Fieldhouse because they're yeah. doing it. The first round winners are going to play in a different venue in the second round. So, yep, which is Because Winthrop and Nova are playing over at the Coliseum. And I think they just don't want to have one team have the advantage of how you're playing in that venue over the other team. So why not just move them to, yep. especially it's so easy. Yep. You know, you know, obviously you're typically in the same venue in a normal year. So there's no advantage or, you know, however, whatever, how much of an advantage that really is, who knows, but I like it. I'd love to see us in Hinkle. Um, if we play Villanova, they can't win in Hinkle. So that would be cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's term. I can't believe the tournament's already here. Yeah, it's, it's, the season's flown by. Um, I'm still nervous about every all the 
COVID going on still. You got Kansas and Virginia, especially that have some players kind of iffy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope everybody's able to play and they Can don't have any if they stars out or seed, anything. The number one seed has to withdraw and freaking Louisville gets the number, gets the number one seed. <laughs> or, 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 or talking earlier to my other uh, podcast co-host, his nightmares, Drexel gets COVID and then all of a sudden Illinois is playing a 16 seed Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrible? I mean, if you're fan, like, oh, just the, I feel so bad for him. Oh, it'd be awful. Or, or if yeah. somebody's best player gets it through the tournament and takes their chances out. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the real concern is, you know, someone, which you think if you get there, if you get to the tournament, you should be good. If not, then there's been a serious breach of, yeah. um, there's been a lack of focus, you know, somebody, and that's, you know, it's just one of those things where you just got to buckle down and hope to hope to play for, for a couple of weeks and playing into April. I mean, we just saw the news. I, you know, I texted to our group chat, a bunch of buddies where the freaking a bunch of officials went out to dinner or something. And now like including TV Teddy, and now they're all, they had to go be, they had to be sent home because of, you know, breaking the bubble and whatnot. It's just stupid, man. Yeah, uh, if happened Bill Browski, it would be awesome. But now the fact <laughs> that I have like Bill Browski do every single game of the tournament, I guarantee he'll be uh, Luke Swell Friday. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already ready for oh, it. Yeah. Prepare myself. Um, but nope, great to be back in the tournament again. Um, keep the streak going because last year's tournament didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like our draw. I like this matchup against North Texas. I watched them a little bit against West Kentucky in the Conference USA final. Uh, they struggled defense all year long until the week of the conference USA tournament. Then they ramped up their defense somehow. And mm-hmm. That was kind of the difference maker. But they shoot a lot of threes. Like we were saying, they're not too tall. They play, I mean, they're center six eight six nine, so about Travion's yeah. height. But of course, we have a seven four mm-hmm. guy that helps. Um, and uh, but I I feel good. I feel good about Purdue's chances. Um, I, I think Purdue wins pretty easily. Really? Yeah. I mean. The wor- what worries me is the is the three point because I think they shoot I think about thirty seven percent of their shots are from three and they shoot it pretty well. Actually, someone on Twitter I should probably just give credit to where credits due. Joe Blauvelt. I'm sorry for mispronouncing him. If you are a listener, thanks for listening. Um, he says that they he did some comparisons or was looking him up. Um, they shoot. 37.2% of the team's attempts are threes, and they shoot 37.6% from three. So a high clip, um, I believe they're they're one of like the the bottom teams in terms of pace. So my guess is probably just I mean I mean you've watched them, so you can tell me if they just probably work the ball around a ton and wait for the open shot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the defense is going to be key. Um, would love to maybe speed the game up a little bit because it's definitely more our forte when you get Ivy out there. Um, I think yeah, it's one of those things. I think it's one of those. And I was just telling you and Andrew in our group chat i think it's a game where it's we're sweating bullets like a little rock type game where they're getting the bounces or we win like by 20 like it's i think it's you know if we can clamp down and make it a struggle for them i think definitely our, our size and our physicality um will definitely be hopefully be a a, a struggle for them but yeah i would, I would just love just an easy win <laughs> just it would get, be nice. that one it would be nice i mean i'm trying to think um back we had that easy win in 2011 when we were a three seed and played 14 seed St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. But besides that, that's about the only easy NCAA tournament win I can remember Purdue having. Wasn't the I mean ended up being a kind of a disaster, but the uh, when Haas got hurt 
Cal State, Cal State Fullerton. I think that was a yeah fairly... Fullerton. I forgot. I completely forgot about that game. Yeah. And even our last uh, tournament run, Old Dominion wasn't too much of a challenge yeah. in the first round. And then we smashed Villanova <laughs> in the second round. So what yeah. am I talking about? But um, speaking of Villanova, we might meet them again in, in round two if we win and they win. Um, we're, we're getting to know them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as uh, Nicole's pointing out, we smoked Villanova two years ago. Yeah, my, yeah. that's my fault. I, how could I forget that one? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting to know them pretty well. I mean, we saw them in the tournament two years ago. We saw them at Mackey. A few years ago in the Gava games, we're going to see them next year in a preseason tournament along with North that's Carolina right. and Tennessee, um, which will be a fun one. So, Do you think they get past Winthrop? Because I, I, that's a that's a sexy pick for a twelve uh, over five. I have upset. Winthrop in my bracket. A lot of people have Winthrop mm-hmm. in the twelve five. Winthrop only lost one game this year. Um, yeah, they're a very solid team. But usually, like whenever the one's the sexiest twelve five, it doesn't happen. It seems like right. But, yeah. but I, I went with it. Did Villanova lose another guy, or is it? Because I know they lost Gillespie, which sucks for them. I did, they definitely. They, I mean, it was interesting to see how they were going to get treated, kind of like how we did with Robbie when yes. Robbie got hurt. Um, uh, but I thought there was one other guy that they had that they lost in their conference tourney. I think they have something. another guy banged up, but yeah. they still have six guys that were ranked in the top sixty. So I mean, they're yeah, still so extremely good. talented and got one right. of the best coaches out there, Jay Wright. Yeah. But but I. If I had to pick uh, who I think Purdue will play, if if, if um, as long as we win, I think it will be Winthrop. Which I know nothing about Winthrop either. I mean, obviously, you said they're solid. Mm-hmm. They've won a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of those words. We love the the way the bracket kind of fell for us and just the possibilities. But I mean, everybody's in the tournament for a reason. You're right, and that's what Matt Painter hit on yesterday. I mean, you can. You know, if you're focused, then you can beat anybody in the tournament, mm-hmm. but you can also lose to anybody because mm-hmm. everybody's there for a reason. I mean, I mean, yeah, some teams like Georgetown and Oregon State got hot and won their conference tournaments. They wouldn't have been in otherwise, but that's part of it. Yeah. So, um, and then if we happen to get past that game, then we're looking at Sweet 16 for the fourth straight year, which fourth straight tournament. So, mm-hmm. which, which would be like against Baylor, which most likely, yeah, Baylor. Wisconsin or North Carolina, or mm-hmm. I'm not even going to put the 16 seed in there because it's going to be Baylor. I think it's Hartford, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, which we've had history with Baylor and NCAA tournament before. Mm-hmm. You know, came out right for the good guys. Right. So, but I, I thought we'd be a four, four seed, so I was glad to see us on that four seed mm-hmm. line. That's where I, 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 think I think we're the number two four seed. I think that's what came out because we were number 14. 14 overall. Yep. Yes, I think we're the number two four seed. Isn't that crazy? If you would have told me in November we're going to be the 14th overall seed, I would say you're nuts. Yeah. It's been a fun ride. Especially after that Miami game. I didn't think we were making the tournament. So, um, Ye of little faith. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the Big Ten Awards? We didn't talk about that last week. Oh, God. I feel like a lifetime ago. It does. Um, so, what, do, where play of the year was Luca, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to agree. I mean, we, we talked about it briefly before. I mean, Io being out those couple of games and the fact that Illinois played well without him um, yeah. definitely think hurt his chances. But I think Io is the best player in the conference. Um, but I, I agree with the award. Uh, I do. I mean, I I have no qualms about Howard being coach of the year. I mean, what he did with Michigan this year was pretty incredible. Uh, obviously, with them being you know ranked around or projected about where we were too. Uh, the fact that he was able to 
dominate the way they did. They did stumble a little bit down the stretch, but still, it was no one saw that coming. Uh, the fact that I was not that nothing Trey was going to get first team All Big Ten by either coaches or media, so I'm glad the coaches got it right. Um, so that was an awesome surprise. Uh, I, I expected two of our guys to be freshmen um, or all freshman team. I said with the way that, I mean, Newman really struggled down the stretch and Gillis just wasn't consistent enough or just didn't, I just don't think he put up the numbers that you typically would be flashy enough to be on a all freshman team. The fact that Eric Hunter did not get and even on all defensive team, I think is a, a crime. Um, I don't understand what the hell they were looking at. I mean, he shut down guys like Marcus Carr um, and was awesome all year. I thought he was pretty consistent defensively. Uh, was that was that it? I think it's about the main. That one. was it. That was it. Yeah. Everything we were on. So yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I just... Sasha got like sportsmanship award for the team yeah. or something like that. Which yeah. But I mean, there's less. We had some good representation. Uh, it's just so funny to look back, looking back, and you know, we think last year and you know, recruiting and the fact that we missed out on guys like Dickinson and um, the kid who ended up going to Creighton. I can't remember his name anymore. Um, there's a kid who we were recruiting, Carlson, who went to Wisconsin. I, don't I even forgot about him. Played a whole lot this year. I mean, they're a bunch of 30 year olds on their team, so um, <laughs> they can all come back next year if they want to. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that we go out and get some, you know, player ranked in the 400s, who's an obvious redshirt project, and the fact that he comes in and you know gets you know all freshman team is is incredible, which was really cool, and just the fact that you know the what Ivy's done, which we all kind of thought he was going to be pretty impressive. Uh, but he's been he's been awesome. Yeah, I think we can make a good argument. This is Matt Painter's best coaching job. Yeah, if not, it's right up there. I mean, that, yeah, that, and you can always make the argument of you know 2019 or 2018, 2019, just because of the fact that we had you know we were starting to freaking walk on. Uh, just That's I guess more more just like perception, of like the pieces that we had, the fact that we just lost four seniors. Uh, we did have a walking bucket, though, on our team. That we helped. did. Yes, we did. But he struggled. He, he struggled he for struggle. majority of the he, year. He so. struggled, especially the, the back half of it. So it was yeah. like going in. It was like, God, are we even going to, you know, it's, we need Carson to, to play or to play really well. Otherwise, we're going to be struggling. Because I remember, like, he very inefficient. I remember, like, I think the Indiana game, he attacked like 16 shots, made like four of them or something like that. And he did not shoot very well. But then we all know what happened in the tournament. But then you could argue that one and the fact that we had a bunch of, you know, we were playing Trey, who was a freshman. Hunter was a true freshman. Wheeler was a redshirt freshman. Sasha was a redshirt freshman. So still pretty young in that regard. But having Carson, Klein, and someone like Grady helped too. But I think it, but I think this year definitely for sure is his best. But you have a couple years that can make the argument. Yeah, I guess just from a low expectations right, um, sort of thing this year, it was probably his best. But... Of course, the first year with the baby boilers, too. Nobody mm-hmm. really expected Purdue to compete for a Big Ten championship that year. Right. They were pretty close from winning it. So so it's a good conversation to have. It's a good, mm-hmm. good topic to speak on when you have multiple years you can put up. Eh, I don't know if this was coach, <laughs> this coach year, this year, this year. Some programs don't have that luxury. Right. So, um, anything else you wanted to cover as far as, the, as far as Purdue's matchup with the tournament and their draw? Um. No, not really. I mean, the fact that there's a potential to meet Ohio State again, obviously, it wouldn't be until the lead eight is sign me up. It'd be awesome, yeah. But just be, it'd be, I'd be so nervous because, like, I know we can beat them, but it would suck to lose to them. Just kind of like yeah. a, a two thousand, you go two thousand scenario of losing to Wisconsin. 
uh, to go to a Final Four, just like losing to a, a Big Ten opponent with a chance to go to the Final Four would suck. But it would. But then if we could go back to back Elite Eights, I think that'd be pretty. Yeah, I'm not, I'll take it right now. Sign me <laughs> up to get, give us the and opportunity. Here we are again, talking about expectations, but let's just win one. Yeah, I mean, a lot of nine Big Ten teams in, like I said, I think the draw is good for, for quite a few of them. I'm um, trying I mean, to think. How many do you think make the Sweet 16? Well, I was trying to think in my head how many I have out of the brackets I've filled out so far. I had Iowa, okay. Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, um, Michigan. Okay. I did not have Maryland. I did not have Rutgers. I did not have Michigan State. Who am I forgetting? Do you think they win tomorrow? Michigan State, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have BYU beating them, but it wouldn't shock me for them to beat BYU too. Yeah. Who, who am I forgetting? Oh, Wisconsin, uh, I don't have them. I don't have them winning a game. Okay, okay, yeah, yep. So I have five, I guess. Sweet sixteen. How many in the final four? One. One Illinois. Yep. In one of my brackets. Yeah. One bracket, I don't have them. Even I don't have any uh, Michigan or yeah. any uh, Big Ten teams. I have in the lead eight. I have. Um, I think I have Ohio State, Illinois, and Iowa. Iowa going to the lead eight. Okay. Yeah, I have them beating Kansas in the Sweet Sixteen. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about. I mean, Iowa's weird. Mm-hmm. Very uh, weird. But- I, I haven't filled out a bracket yet, but it's just I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's it did. Weiss camp is okay, and he gets another week of rest. Yep, and that's going to help him. I, mean, I was going to be a weird matchup for teams outside the Big Ten. Right, Guards is going to be a mismatch for a lot. Yeah, that's how keep your game. But like a lot of these teams, like we're we're so used to playing these teams a couple times, we're just so yeah. used to you know how to game plan for them. But you, you, you like a, like a, like a North Texas, like have they seen a seven four guy ever? Like in the conference, probably not. Probably not. So it's yeah. like just. You're right. I mean, it's like me, and plus you hopefully get away from some of these Big Ten officials that are garbage. And but then also it's like God, they know how to officiate a guy yeah. who's seven four. So who who the hell knows? But that's where I think I kind of forget. And that reminds me a lot of like the Villanova game because they just they could not handle our offense because we just I mean it was off to the races with our offense against Villanova in 2019. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with the Big Ten. I mean, I could see the Big Ten having a lot of teams right there for the Final Four mm-hmm. or none. Yeah. So. We'll see. Nine, nine teams. I think that ties the second most. I think Big East had 11 and 11. 11 and 10, 11. Wow. Yeah. Which wow. I, I had a laugh. Uh, Josh Passner on the radio the other day said he thought, I don't remember, it was 11 or 12 ACC teams should make the tournament. He was kind of dogging the Big Ten a little bit. So, like, come on, man. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, but it's gonna be fun. I, I think I, I think there'll definitely be some upsets. I read an interesting stat that thirty three of the thirty five years since the tournaments expanded, there's been a double digit seed to make the Sweet Sixteen, including the last fifteen years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's nuts. I mean it's why it makes it so fun, but also so frustrating <laughs> as a fan. Absolutely. So, yeah, because it's like we've always talked about. You know, would you rather win a basketball championship or a or a football championship, and football definitely be harder because mm-hmm. you have you have to literally be the best. Whereas basketball, you just got to get in and hope to get hot. Things you know, things fall your way. A team gets upset early, it knocks out. You know, top seed gets knocked out, so you get their path or whatever it may be. And but uh, it's definitely the most fun 
playoff we get to experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, before we uh, switch topics, why don't you let us know what Mad Mush yes, has got sir. going on? I had it up. That's the wrong tab. All right. As is every week, the Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. Serving Boiler Maker since 1993, Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette and is well and is well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever I like to visit, I like to sit down, have an ice cold beer while enjoying their latest pizza of the month, which it's still March. I really this morning I thought it was April for whatever stupid <laughs> reason. Um, so I was like, well, we don't have the new pizza of the month yet, and but it's still March. Um, only halfway through, and it's uh, the spaghetti and meatball, which is their signature pasta sauce topped with spaghetti noodles, meatballs, mozzarella cheese, and finished with a garlic and Parmesan crust. Next time you're in town, stop by. Tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5. That's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Friday night, get some pizza. Watch the boys win. Exactly. 745 tips. So, get get some cheese tips before the game, at halftime, after the game. I'm going to come back from Illinois that day for work, so I might just have to dip down to Lafayette, stop with some cheese sticks, and go home before the game starts. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds so good right now. So good right now. Well, Purdue basketball also had some other news today. I think it is officially reported now. Assistant coach Micah Shrewsbury is going to be the new head coach at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Penn State even announced it. Uh, I know Micah even had a little video for it. Um, it's one of those things that we, I think, we definitely saw the writing on the wall, um, just with the fact that I mean, credit Painter for what the job he's done uh, and being able to bring in, you know, high level assistance and giving an opportunity to shine and kind of really show what they're about. Uh, so they can, they can get the opportunity to take a high-level job. I think I'm definitely surprised it's such a high-level job for an assistant. Because we saw like Greg Gary get Mercer job, the Mercer job. You saw Jack Owens say get Miami Ohio. That's what I was kind of expecting was you know like an Indiana State type job, especially with Painter being so close with their AD. But I mean, <laughs> why not take your job? You know, first job and be the Big Ten. It's gonna be a tough job. Obviously, it's a very very tough. Um, I feel like it's not that high pressure job just because it's such a football school. Um, and I just feel it's a tough job, but it's not impossible. I mean, they no. were going to make the tourney last year. Yeah. I mean, then oh. you can, you know, if you can establish, you know, obviously you got to compete against Villanova, but like for sure. the Philly kids, and that was something that Pat Chambers did, but not ethically or not. As <laughs> I, guess I don't know if you followed the rules, but um, I mean, the Philly's got a, a bunch of great players. Please, God, don't steal Jameel Brown from us. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Robert Rainey on Facebook says, better results the last five years than IU. Mm-hmm. Touche. No lie detected there. Um, but, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I, I feel gross cheering for Penn State just because of just their past of their athletic department. Um, yeah. But if anybody's going to, you know, turn that around and make me like them. It's Micah. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. I'm happy for uh, him. Happy for him. It's going to be cool to see, you know, to, to watch Purdue, you know, compete against them in the coming years. And especially when he comes back to Mackey. Uh, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, it's crazy because he wasn't at Purdue a whole lot uh, for many years. I think what he did one stint, one year stint earlier, like yep. in 2012, 11, 2012, 12, I believe. Yeah. 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 Celtics. Yeah. Celtics with Stevens. And then obviously came back last year and, I mean, I think mm-hmm. he was in charge of the offense, and the offense this year has been 
fun to watch, especially when you, when you get a playmaker like Ivy in there. And yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I kind of, it's, I hate losing. Cause I would love for him to be one more year. Most are just for, for recruiting and being just me being selfish as a Purdue fan. But, you know, I mean, especially with the way that things have been going, there's going to be a, a line of, you hope top, top persistence wanting this job. And I think just the way that painters done things and runs things, people really respect him. So it's gonna be really cool to see who we can pull in to kind of take, step in for that role. Um, I assume probably run the offense as well. And obviously want a good recruiter. And do you think we'll see Lutz uh, depart as well after this year? I think it just depends what jobs. Uh, yeah. One thing that kind of clicked in my head today was, you know, I was having a tough time deciding if I wanted to pick Creighton or not in the tournament. And they got a lot of things going on with their coach who is back coaching. Could they make a switch in the offseason? If so, yeah. could he be a candidate for that job since he was a longtime assistant there? Yep. Um, I, think, I think he definitely wants to probably, I mean, it sounds like he wants to get back probably to the, you know, the, you know, the South or, you know, wherever, I know he's from that area. So um, he's not a great, you know, candidate. I mean, if your assistants are getting plucked up for head coaching jobs, you're doing something right. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I, I hated when we lost Conzo. I hated when we lost Paul Lusk. I hated when we lost, uh, you know, Greg Gary. I, I Rick just, Ray, Greg Gary, yeah, Jack Owens. It, yeah. It, but I mean, We've been, he's been able to, been able to filter him through. So coaching trees growing. Um, like yeah. I said, it, it is a bummer when you lose one, but I think Painter's so respected around the college basketball world that we're going to get somebody good in there. Hopefully, they can hit the ground running with recruits. So future Purdue assistant Archie Miller. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that guy the buddies. The buddies. Yeah, the, the, who Matt's buddies with everybody. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, Archie Miller out down south after a $10.35 million buyout. Pocket, from one change, donor, for, from, from for one donor. pocket change for somebody who uh, owns the Dallas Mavericks. I see, I heard that he, it wasn't, uh, he had no part in it. So I was reading yeah. somewhere that, that he was reported saying like he had wanted no part of this. I don't believe knows. a word he says, but <laughs> I've true. seen him on Shark Tank. I don't believe a word he says, <laughs> but no, no. The, the thing that's interesting, of course, he comes to your mind right away, but also the AD said something about the, whatever the building named after Cuban on campus. He mm-hmm. brought that up in the same press oh, conference. So it's kind of like, Hmm. Interesting. I think he did it on purpose. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I could be way off, but anyways, Indiana's looking for a new head coach, and uh, well, there was, yeah. Uh, oh, I saw a, a tweet today. It was like the five Big Ten teams didn't make the tournament, and three of them have fired their coach. Which I was trying to think. Okay, you got Indiana, Minnesota. I was trying to think of the third. And I was like, oh, I think they're talking about Penn State. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that was the inter- yeah. interim guy he interviewed, but he. Oh, he did a good job, man. It was just a yeah, tough, tough, tough circumstances. I mean, Tough situation. I mean, he did the best with what I think what he, what he was dealt. I mean, you're, I mean, a tough conference this year, and I, mean, I thought they had some really good players on their team. Um, so Mike is definitely stepping into a, a good position. But good. So, uh, so th- who's left? We got Nebraska. I don't think Hoiberg. Eh, Hoiberg might jump ship and go somewhere else. Who, wants to, like, who knows? I, I mean, or something. I have no idea. Yeah, they open back up and then. Chris Collins, who the hell knows what's going on up there. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's right to give him at least another year. I mean, yeah. heck, he's done something that nobody else in that school's history has done, but he hasn't he hasn't uh, followed up that year with any momentum whatsoever. So Not at all. I don't know. I mean, Fran gets a contract snitch a day at Iowa, which 
I get it, but I thought they might wait to make sure he can at least get them to the Sweet 16. Right. <laughs> group. They haven't made the Sweet 16 since 1999. I mean, this was a year that they were like obviously top five coming into the year, and you didn't win the Big Ten, and you didn't win the Big Ten tournament. So it's like, I mean, you got a, a two C, which is awesome, but like yeah. if, you get, if you get bouncing around a six of 32, like holy crap, that is. I mean, the, you're talking about program. They haven't won a Big Ten uh, tournament, I don't believe, since 2001. And they haven't won the Big Ten since 1970 or 1970, 1979. Yeah. 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 It's nuts. And they've had a lot of good teams. Yeah. So, and a lot of good players. And yeah. So we'll see. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who those losers down south get. Uh, I think I think they got somebody in mind, if not already lined up and agreed upon. Because I, I've heard, yeah, I was reading somewhere because that's the thing that made things weird today. It was just all, I mean, yeah, and you listen to the radio, it's all they were freaking talking don't about. Do it. It. Don't do it. <laughs> that's why that's what made me frustrated today. It was like this would be the day everybody celebrating NCAA tournament being in Indiana, produce right. the one state school going, and then it's all about IU since they fired their coach. Right. And but there was so many names thrown around and there's going to be. Yeah. Suppose I read that I was reading something that there's supposedly a, a handshake agreement already done and they're just waiting. It's like, okay, is that you know, because they're still coaching. So it's like, okay, who would that be? Because you'd think if it was someone like a, a Thad Mata or a Beeline, you just do it. But then I also someone post that because it's a public school, they have to let it sit for two weeks or something. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. Well, I do think there is something with you have to po- have to act, you have oh, to drop posted for a, a, a duration of time. I, I right. do think that is in the rules. But yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I don't want to speculate too much. I, I mean, I kind of have some names in mind, but I don't know. But we do know a few names that have come out and said it's not going to be that. NATO yeah. supposedly squashed it right away, he, said he wasn't yeah, rusty. He was, I think, really good. I thought he was I – was, he was one I was kind of afraid of. I will say the only name that really scares me, Brad Stevens, and I don't think that's going to happen. Robert on Facebook says, hopefully a phenomenal coach u- using them to land a raise at his current job. Yeah, are you smart? I mean, why not? I mean, that's what I mean. I know Oates has got like a twelve million dollar buyout. Why not just like raise your buyout at least at the very least, so that way if you ever do get fired, you're getting paid. Yeah, he sounds like he really likes it down there. It's only his second year at Alabama. So. I mean, it's, it's not a high pressure job down there. I mean, it's, it's always going to be a football school. I mean, we ask Mike Bray how that goes. He, he, <sighs> I mean, he's done pretty well. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens down there. But um, Tristan Painter, I mean, he's been getting in-state recruits and dominating IU for the last handful of years. So hopefully he keeps it going and the Boilermakers' future looks bright. So I'm not, not too concerned right now. No. Their fan base is a little delusional, in my opinion. A little? <laughs> I was trying to be a little nice just in case a few of our buddies might be watching. Nice. but. I mean, I mean, they're going to be pouting enough later this week when they're not in the tournament, and right. you know, one of their ex coaches, Calvin Sampson's coaching in that building Friday night. So that's yeah, it was that, and then you got Chris Beard coaching down there too. So it's like I know he's a name that's been thrown around. Yeah, it's, like, it's just that's funny. Just how yeah, like that. Which who? There's a couple of big. There's quite a few big teams playing in Mackey this week. It's Michigan State in the first four. You got I think Wisconsin's playing. Uh, I think there's another one. Maybe. Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Um, which is weird. I did not think they would do that. I thought for sure they would try and you know stick the Big Ten teams. Maryland, elsewhere. I believe. Was it? There's definitely another Big Ten team. Yeah, there was quite a few, and I was really surprised. I thought for sure they would 
put the Big Ten teams elsewhere just because of its familiarity. I mean, granted, one game a year, but still, it's more so than yeah. – I mean, UCLA's coming to Mackey for the first time since, like, 1967, since the first game of Mackey, of the new Mackey yeah. arena. So, yeah, it's cool. But, but like, like I was thinking, it's different when there's – 1,500 fans are maybe divided instead of 15,000 Purdue right. fans against yeah. you. So yeah. I don't know if it matters that much. I mean, all the – I would say the biggest challenge is Lucas Oil with the shooting backgrounds, unless mm-hmm. he already played there, which, thank goodness, we've got a game on our belt there. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a tournament unlike anything we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, and hopefully never see again. Right. Not going to uh, before we close the show with one more topic, uh, I need to let everybody know that the Boiler Breakdown is also sponsored by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Uh, Webb's Family Pharmacy uh, has a caring staff that can help you with all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services you check out them online at www.webrx.com or you can give them a call for more details on anything you have questions with webs family pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch boiler owned and operated um some other news boilermaker related around the sports world yesterday and tans might cut out <laughs> i think it was oh we got gotcha. Nope. This is where I vamp and just start talking. What Tanner was gonna say is Boilermaker Legends. Yes, I got nothing, Tan. <laughs> uh Boilermaker Legend, uh former quarterback, Drew Brees announced his retirement from the NFL, something that I think we all we all saw coming, but uh definitely is a sad moment when it you know came to fruition. Um just being the fact that He's definitely been the the poster child for Purdue football in the NFL for a very long time uh, since he got drafted in 2001, which is crazy. He's been in the league that long after you know everything that he was coming out of college and you know not getting the respect that he obviously ultimately deserved in the end. Um, but it was weird. It was it was a really definitely a sad moment I know for me. Um, man, I think I was definitely more sad when he lost his final game against Tampa Bay. Um, but this definitely kind of put the nail in, this co- in the coffin. It kind of just just sucks, just because part of it. Part of it is just knowing that we don't really have anybody else that's great in the NFL for now until this draft coming up when Rondell Moore goes somewhere and makes a splash. But I mean, he was you know one of the you know few faces of the NFL and uh, and, a, and a great one at that. It wasn't like he you know was the you know was big for the wrong reasons. He did everything the right way. Um, and it was just a really great ambassador for Purdue. Love Purdue. Came back to Purdue even during the down years. Um, and just yeah, it just sucks to see him walk away, especially knowing that I really wanted him to get a couple more rings. I think he deserved a couple more rings. It just that's just just the way the games. This way it happens sometimes. Yeah, apologize to cut out there live <laughs> recording. You never know what's going to happen. So I didn't get to hear everything you said there. But um, I just kind of talk about how you know, obviously he. Uh, I want to just kind of surprise that this the, the longevity of his career. I think yep. he came out in 2001 from Purdue and wasn't really, I mean, obviously he was a first round, the second round or first pick of the second round, but you know, definitely wasn't given the credit that he ultimately, you know, demanded by the end of his career. You know, people thought he was too small to play in the NFL and obviously got the injury that happened in, in San Diego and 
kind of came to to New Orleans at his lowest point. They took a chance on him. He took a chance on them. You know, it was a city that's, that was literally rebuilding from yep. Hurricane Katrina, and which yeah, it's just it, it sucks to see him go. But I mean, I mean, just what a phenomenal career. Oh, you're right. I mean, phenomenal career, career, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, <laughs> ambassador for the university. I, I know you mentioned he's come back during our low times as a mm-hmm. program. Um, hopefully he can do a little more even. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible, but, uh, you know, to try to get Purdue back to compete for Big Ten championships, whether it's helping like with recruiting a little bit or, you know, as for from like a pitching standpoint or something. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, one thing Drew's done is he's paved the way for smaller quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Wilson, Johnny Manziel, even though he didn't pan out, um, Baker Mayfield, quarterbacks like that. Because before Drew, everybody looked at Doug Flutie as a small quarterback. But Flutie was kind of more of the uh, – I mean, he had Flutie flakes and, like, promotional things. Yeah. But he was never a guy that the franchise wanted to, you know – piggyback off of, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. I mean, he yeah. was a spot starter for the Bills and then the Chargers, but he was never that guy that could sustain him for many years. So mm-hmm. Drew's kind of paved the way because before Drew, it was like, yeah, you're not over six foot. Yeah. We don't want you playing quarterback. Yeah, you can't see him the line. And, yeah, we want the typical, you know, Peyton Manning style, you know, six five, whatever he is, laser rocket arm. Yeah, Robert here on Facebook says he got to outlast Phil Rivers, even if only by a few weeks. Yeah, the guy yeah. who replaced him in, in yeah, San Diego. Yeah. So it's uh, it's wild. We see um, Breeze and Rivers hang it up, and uh, Tom Brady's still signing contract extensions. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, obviously Aaron's a few years younger than Breeze, but. Ben's probably about one year. Yeah. Burger's probably about one year away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Eli Manning a year ago, hang him up. Tony Romo not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Romo, Drew Brees is going to get right into his post-football mm-hmm. career, and that's with NBC Sports. He's got to be a football analyst for them. He's got to be the in-studio – or uh, not, excuse me, he's going to be a game analyst for Notre Dame, which is going to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. But at least he gets to commentate when the Boilers play them in week three. And then he's got to be the in-studio guy for uh, football night in America. They're going to groom him to take over on Sunday night football eventually with Trico right. and get Mike Michaels and Collinsworth out there eventually, but it's got to be a, a little process. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be great at it. I mean, yep. I thought it was a pretty cool video that he posted yesterday with his kids. That was pretty funny. Um, but I mean, why not? I mean, he's had, a, he's had a hell of a career and yep. he's going to be successful. He's going to be successful outside of football. Um, outside, like, outside of playing football, he's still going to be around the game a lot. But, yeah, it would be really cool if he can come back more often and really be mm-hmm. part of the program. I think he'd like to do that, but I think it's going to be tough right away just because of, I mean, NBC's going to pay him a lot of money. So sure. keep making it while you can. Sure, because, I mean, he's going to be working Notre Dame home games and then every Sunday night in the studio, so it might be tough for him to get back at least to begin right. with. But uh, get those Breeze boys, their arms going, and we can have some future quarterbacks in the, in the cradle. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but one thing I know you kind of hit on is I'm glad Drew did get his one Super Bowl ring in his only mm-hmm. appearance. I feel like he was, I don't want to say screwed out of, but uh, I mean, just had some bad luck and not getting to a few others. Of course, the miracle luck. in the <laughs> Metrodome. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Rams one, which he was screwed. The yeah, ref that, screwed yeah. the Saints in that one. Um, there was a few other that the Saints teams were ready to rock and roll, I think, and they win the Super Bowl, but they just couldn't get there. And mm-hmm. the Saints were trying, you know, tried to get him Emmanuel Sanders and trying to put some pieces around him, but just couldn't get over the hump mm-hmm. for whatever reason. 
So I mean, it's, it's the NFL. It's it's crazy. It yeah. I mean, you've seen some greats never win a you know, win a Marino. Yeah, Marino, and you see guys like freaking, uh, uh, oh god, play for the Ravens, Trent Dilfer. Yep. Oh, yeah, Super Bowl. So yeah, Brad it, Johnson won one with Tampa yeah. Bay. I mean, yep. Favre made um, made two, but he only won one. Yep. And after he lost the uh, second one, Super Bowl thirty-two to the Broncos, he, he kind of shrugged it off. Eh, I'll be back to multiple. Yeah, I mean that was like, nope. yeah, I mean I know like I'm just crazy uh, listening to like Pat McAfee talk about his rookie year. He was a Super Bowl against the Saints, and he's like, they lost. Like, all right, we'll be back, and they never went back. Can't take it for granted. Can't take it for granted. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I saw, I saw the Bears go Super Bowl in 05 and, or I guess 06 and hope to God I get to see them do it again before I die, but that remains to be seen. So it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, they're still looking for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they have been since Sid Luckman, so nothing, <laughs> nothing strange there. You know what? Breeze has come on back. We could use yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, the fact that he won one, it was incredible. Yep. Uh, I was, remember watching that game you know, with you and some of our buddies and it was really yep. cool. It's the fact that he got one and got to be on that stage and, you know, have a guy representing our university, uh, you know, on the, you know, the highest level of the top, you know, the highest level of, of the stage of football is, is pretty cool. Absolutely. You, you, you got to see him against the bears, right? Twice. 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 Yep. He whooped their butts both times. <laughs> I never saw him as a saint. I got to see him as a charger. Against yeah. the Colts once. Yeah, because I went uh, in 2013, and that was the first Bears game I've ever been to, which was cool, especially going with my dad, who had never been a, never been to a Bears game either. And the fact that we got to see it against Breeze was you know, who I hadn't seen play since probably 2000. You know, it's it's, it's so it was crazy. It was really it was pretty surreal and really cool. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you know, you got to see it. And it was just one of those games where I really didn't care who won. Just like I, I was watching sure. Breeze and you know, seeing my team play for the first time live. I know a lot of Purdue fans got to go back to rooting for their original NFL team, or if yeah. they didn't have one, find one. Unless they want to stick with the Saints, I mean that's cool too. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Rondell, Rondell get drafted by someone. Hopefully, it's not like the it's, yeah. I had the Saints. I had him going to the Saints in my mock draft, so yeah. uh, I still think that'd be a good spot for him. They, yeah, they need a speedy wide receiver, slot wide receiver like him. But it would have been so much sweeter if it was Breeze throwing him passes, not Hill or Winston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many memories in the pros, and of course in college, you know that whole. 2000 season so memorable. Of course, you had the Ohio State game, which is still the most raucous environment I've ever seen, including the 2018 Ohio State game. That yeah. 2000 Ohio State game was something else, but you had to come back against Michigan. You had the block field goal in overtime against Wisconsin. Of course, the Rose Bowl clinching game against Indiana. The uh, Alma so Bowl. Like, I mean, yeah, the Alma Bowls. Uh, so many crazy records and games and memories. I mean, he was a two-time offensive player of the year in the Big Ten, junior and senior years. So, uh just very thankful that we caught lightning in the bottle and Joe Tiller recognized there was a talented kid down in Texas that everybody yep. was overlooking. Yep. Trouble coming off of a couple knee injuries and undersized QB. And yeah, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's that video that the, the pre football Twitter put out was, was glorious. The football program put out mm-hmm. on all the platforms, but that was a pretty cool tribute. And just it was, sure it was, was. It showed how much he, he loves the program. Yep. Very lucky to have a guy like him, uh, mm-hmm. And he's always arguably, I mean, some people have him on their Mount Rushmore quarterbacks. And if not on Mount Rushmore, he's probably definitely top 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can, he can make an argument usually. I think, in my opinion, three of the Mount Rushmore are pretty solid with Brady, Montana, and Manning. Mm-hmm. The fourth is always a good argument, in my opinion. Yep. There's there's a lot of guys you can argue mm-hmm. for. And he's right there in that, in yep. that group. That's pretty cool. And, and it, to be honest, I – 
I thought he'd be an okay NFL quarterback. Yeah. I never, I never, yeah. never would have imagined yeah. he was going to be a bona fide Hall of Famer. Yeah, when he was, I remember when he was in. I mean, we were young when he was in L, or San Diego. I was just like, it's just cool to see. You know, that was my first. You know, realizing that a pretty player was in the NFL. Um, it was just cool just to see. And then, obviously, you know, what happened? What happened in uh, San Diego? But then when he went to the New Orleans, it was like, holy crap! Like this is this is awesome. Well, it's wild. I mean. I was in third grade. You were in second grade when he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. He's hanging it up now. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> all scary in its own right. It's just like, oh, God. Like, no. We got guys like him. Then the guys like LeBron's getting old. Man, when he was drafted, like, you know, we were, you know, I know. middle school. And he was drafted. It's just like, and, God. And we're hitting that time where a lot of the guys we grew up watching are retiring, but yet Tom Brady won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And then you got Patty Mahomes going to terrorize your Broncos for a decade. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, nightmares, nightmares. Well, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, we need to mention that the Boiler Breakdown is also brought to you by Shroff Landscaping Nurseries. Shroff Landscaping has uh, been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, cleanup, and their licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Trophy Landscaping Design with you in mind. And if your yard is anywhere like mine, it got beat up over the winter. The wind the last few days has helped blowing things all around, so it's a mess. I need to give them a call and have them help me out a little bit. And if you're uh, looking for a job, I believe Trophy Landscaping is still hiring. Uh, they're hiring actually multiple landscape Labor positions, uh, you can email them a resume at shrofflandscaping at gmail.com. It'll be a seasonal uh, full-time position Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And pay is based off of experience. So give them an email, shrofflandscaping at gmail.com, if you're interested in that kind of work. All right, Webby, any any final thoughts to wrap us up as we uh, as we head into the NCAA tournament Friday night? I, I mean, this is definitely the best time of year. At least sports wise, you got the tournament. You know, it's starting to get aside from today and in, in the Midwest, it's usually typically getting warmer yeah, out. Um, yeah. You know, I know for you being a big golf fan, uh, the Masters even maybe someone who's not a golfer, the Masters is always really cool. Yeah, uh, that's coming up. You got baseball, spring training going yeah, on. It's, right now. A, baseball, yeah. it's a great. It's always a great time of year. I think you can definitely tell people. Got uh, NFL season and the yep. draft. I always enjoy that. So yep, people got a little pep in their step and yep, getting lighter. Or get, but staying lighter later, and um, but in terms of Purdue, just get one game. I think it's everything else is gravy, and yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just thankful that we're even we're back in the tournament, or I guess yep. still in the tournament because last year didn't count. Yep, glad we're the uh, lone representative from the state again, mm-hmm. like we were in 2019. Hopefully, we can, like you said, at least win one game, and uh, we'll be coming back to you next week. Though, hopefully, it's a Sweet 16 preview and not a season. Uh, ending recap but right. uh, either way we'll be back next week and we appreciate everybody that has uh, tuned in for all of our episodes throughout the season two we love to bring you guys these broadcasts every week and uh, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast already wherever you're listening to on your audio platform of choice please hit that subscribe button if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review that helps us out a lot you can find us on all the social medias uh, at boiler boiler break pod on twitter and instagram we're on facebook and give us a like there you can subscribe to our youtube channels which we post all these videos on there archived and we even have a twitch channel 
you can find a lot of our content on there as well. So we're, we're wherever wherever you want to find us, you can find us at the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. And uh, looking looking forward to the tournament. Like you said, it's best time of year. It's fun, and uh, I'm glad we're the night game so I can enjoy all the other games in peace during the day before I get that, stressed not out. During, no, I'm during work, so that's what I'm. So yeah, I'm that, that's a good good point too. I, I luckily put in to have Friday and m- next Monday off just because oh, I. You go. Yep. I have some days, and I I want to watch games. I was telling someone I do that each year, and I always forget. And the creeps up me. It's like, oh, that's I should have done that. And then yeah, uh, I'll, be all, I'll, I'll be off all next week, but I'll be in Colorado. I think it was 2018 was the last year I didn't do. Well, last year I put in, and then when the tournament went happened, I took him back. But 2018, I worked through it, and I was too distracted during work. Yeah. I'm like, I should have just. This is stupid. I should have taken taken the day off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's boil her up, hammer down, and uh, beat the mean green. Boil her up.